So hello, my friends, Nick Libretti here for JRCigars.com. Today we have our second ever guest. Now, normally I would say our best dressed guest, but he is going up against Michael Herklotz from a few weeks ago. So like <laughs> that, it, it's a listen, tough one. Listen, I bow down to Herc, man. It's, Herc, a, it's a tough one Herc, to, Herc, uh, Herc, to compare. Herc, it's, it's blood sport with Herc <laughs> as, really far as, uh, as far as fashion. Yeah, no so, doubt, so we have the legend, the, the, not only a legend himself, but the man who represents probably the most legendary brand in the cigar industry, Mr. Sean Williams of Cohiba. Sean, thank you so much for Thanks joining for us having today. Me, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Legend, you, I, I, I feel old. Like, like, no, you can have legends. Uh, yeah, listen, man, it's uh, it's uh, uh, it hits you at some point, like, um, uh, and I'm honored. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I should be coined a legend, but I've been around long. And I'm more, more of a relic. How about a relic? Oh no, I think, I think legend, <laughs> especially. Listen, regardless of your, which I want to get into your previous cigar history, because you've had quite the path through the industry. Mm-hmm. When a company like General picks somebody to represent, like the brand and not just in terms of a marketing sense but in terms of you're going to be our representative and build this brand out there in the world they're not just going to pick some jabroni they're going to pick somebody of status somebody who who fits that legend you're that's a legend you're 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 the guy for cohiba you're cohiba you're mr cohiba i've i've, I've been called worse and i accept <laughs> it I I, I I i don't take uh compliments well but i, I appreciate it Thank you. You know what? Thank no, you. no great person does. Stop. That's a, that was a compliment. Stop. <laughs> I know. Stop. I was, I was trying to be sneaky so, with it. Thank you. No, seriously. Thank you. Um, so, how long have you been overall in the in the industry? A while. Oh, right? in the industry. Yeah. Um, so, I took my first trip to uh, to Nicaragua in January 2006. Um, worked on blends at the Placentia factory with uh, Nestor Andres and Avelio and Ricardo and the guys there at the time. Um, and I guess. All in, I had product out on the market um, and on shelves summer 2006. Okay. So, so it was 16 years, man. Uh, almost, yeah. How was it working with the placenta? It's probably amazing. Amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially at the time for me, man, um, I was uh, 35, 36 years old. Um, and uh, uh, quite frankly, there weren't a lot of people at the time who looked like me in the cigar industry. Tall guys? Yeah, tall guy, <laughs> especially in Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> Ahmed Fernandez was tall though. He's okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Nestor's Nestor's uh, cousin, arrested. So, uh, so yeah, so he and I were two biggest people in uh, in, in Esteli. But, uh, but to go there and uh, and and of course meet Nestor Senior, true legend, true right. just gentleman, uh, was just you know, uh, I think the first time I actually saw him was at uh, his hacienda in, in, in Donnelly, Honduras, near the box factory. It was great meeting him, but then in the factory, meeting uh, Nestor Antares, uh, you know, Nestor Placencia Jr. Um, that was a great thing because we were we're similar in age, and it was just sort of like uh, um, at the time, looking at him and looking around the industry overall, there were a lot of sort of thirty-something guys that were right. that were sort of uh, um, you know taking up. prominent places yeah. within within the families uh, right. at the time. So um, so it was great, man. Just 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 the timing was just right. And um, they were just incredibly gracious, still continues to be incredibly gracious. Uh, certainly at the time, probably more gracious than I deserved, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, being green and, yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, so it was, a, it, was, it was a great experience and, and they continue to be incredible people um, that, that I'm honored to, to have worked with and, and still know. They really are. There's, yeah. there's not, you know, most people in this industry at some point or another have worked with them, bought tobacco mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. them, had a blend mm-hmm. made by mm-hmm. them. Altidus is, you know, our, our parent company is very close to them and no one ever has a bad word. Even, you know, Mike Herkot who was you, sitting there a couple weeks ago. If you hear somebody ago, say you know, a bad word about them, you let me know. I'll I fight will, him. I'll fight I absolutely him. will. <laughs> You brought up something interesting. I don't want to get too far into the weeds about it, but you said when you started, there wasn't a lot of people who looked like you kind of like in the industry. Yeah. You, thinking about it, I do notice, you know, I, I find it to be a large African-American, like in the yeah. community, you know, yeah. like people yeah. who are actually smoking, people who are yeah, at man. lounges, people yeah. who watch our videos, for yeah. example. But I'm, you're, uh, you, I would say you're the most prominent African-American, like in terms of representative manufacturer at that level, yeah, um, yeah. Um, is that, do you see a change coming for that? Do you think there's well, a reason I, I, there's, why? There's been a, there's been a slow change uh, uh, over the last few years. I mean, it's been um, um, a number of brands that have come up that 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 are uh, you know smaller brands, obviously. But yeah. um, and and 
and uh, you know, cigar nomenclature. We should sort of call them boutique brands. I don't know if, yeah. that, if that's still thrown around. Yeah, as I mean, much. it's still thrown. It's thrown yeah. around way too much. Way too much it, yeah, because, because it's hard. It's hard to quantify. But right. I actually look at them so you know, sort of uh, uh, more of like micro brands, even mm. because in some instances, it's not just uh, uh, black brands. They're 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 a myriad of different right. um, uh, you know people from different backgrounds and demographics that have small brands that are regional in nature. Uh, there's a lot of direct to consumer now that that uh, and a lot of times these brands are operating and they haven't even sort of bubbled up to uh to 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 a viewpoint that that you know from our standpoint we even see them and a lot of times you got to travel to certain areas and, hey have you heard of this cigar and you haven't but they're actually you know conducting commerce right. in 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 their own sort of microcosm so there's a lot of uh, a lot of that out there and then there's some that are growing more but yeah they're they're certainly uh you know there's there's a good contingent of, of of smaller brands out there that that are, that are black cigar makers of which there were none when I started. Right. I didn't know that going in. I mean, I just and you know, and, and let me let me preface this. Um, I guess not preface it. We've already started, but <laughs> but kind of uh, um um you know put some color on this. Uh, no pun intended. But um, the beautiful thing about the cigar space is it's always been so welcoming. So 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 open and and the beautiful thing about cigars in general cigars uh, uh to me are one, are, are one of uh the few true unifying things mm. in the world i mean and i kind of you know to me it's like four buckets you know military you know i never had uh the the, the honor to, uh, and the pleasure to serve but guys who served in the military they don't care about your color your background your whatever um, you know, it's mission driven. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a singular focus. It's, right. it's the, the ultimate team and that overrides any, any, you know, personal attributes people bring right. to, uh, to, 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 any to the table. Old, like yeah. family prejudices. Yeah, they might yeah, have yeah. That all, Military. When you're in a foxhole, yeah. it's, everyone's yeah, the same. Yeah. Sports. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, you can see somebody, I could be anywhere, uh, 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 in America and, you know, and, and I played football for Grambling, but you know the the state school that most people support is LSU. And I mean, I remember getting off a plane in Philly, standing that baggage claim, and I see a guy with an LSU shirt, and I say, "Go Tigers!" Like, like you, right. it connects people like nothing else, you know. Uh, and music is another thing, like like nothing else. Uh, everybody, you know, music has been so seminal in our country as far as just help, helping really break break down segregation and racial right. tension and whatever, and, and and a thing that everybody can 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 come around. And the fourth thing to me is cigars. You be anywhere in the world. See somebody light up a cigar immediately. If you're a cigar guy, you start to, hey, what are you smoking? You got something to talk about, right? right. Um, and, and, and it connects people from all walks of life, all colors, uh, uh, all geographies. So, um, you know, and that's something I experienced very early on, right? Um, and, and, you know, I noticed once I got in, like, okay, there's not a whole lot of black people on the business side of cigars then. There were a lot of black consumers, especially in Atlanta where I was. Yeah. And, and that's what really... Uh, gave me some confidence that I can get a cigar out there and at least, uh, um, you know, see some people um, uh, who have similar backgrounds to mine that are in the space because I was really new to cigar smoking. Right. I mean, I, I smoked my first cigar uh, New Year's 2005 and then January 2006, I was on a plane going to Nicaragua. So it was an instant like love. It was it was like it was like it was like a shot of dope, right. man. It was just, it was just crazy for me. Um, um, so for me, it was important to really. Because uh, I came into really green from a consumer standpoint mm -hmm. and from certainly from a business standpoint. So it's kind of important to, to, to see people that had similar backgrounds to right. mine and kind of understand what their journey was into the world of cigars. Mine was a little different because I was coming in as, as, a, as, a, as a manufacturer, a cigar right. maker. But uh, it was important. Um, and it's great to see, though. I mean, I remember the only uh, uh, Black-owned retailer at the time in, in Atlanta, which is a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, heavily uh uh um you know um you know from a uh demographic mm. standpoint it's it's very black right mm. and there was only one uh black owned cigar shop there was highland cigar bar uh, brian mitchell he was opening that bar uh the same time that i was launching my cigar line now you look back over a decade and a half later i've lost track of 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 the number of you know, black owned cigar shops is how it should be. It shouldn't be right. like an exception or a special thing. Right. Wow, black cigar shop. It should be this, just a run of the mill. It's a cigar oh, shop. Yeah, it's a cigar yeah. shop. And it's at that point now, at least in Atlanta. Exactly. And, 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 and I expect it'll, it'll get to that point at, at some point. And nobody ever like, 
uh, at least I didn't feel like people were like, hey, he, he's the black cigar guy. Right. You know, and I'm not the first, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people don't, Scott Chester, like, think about Scott yeah, Chester. Yeah, from Ashley. Like, yeah. a lot of people don't think about, like, he was the, you know, the silhouette on the box with the with the dreads and the motorcycle, yeah. you know, uh, um, he was the guy. Like, but because it was so sort of uh, uh, woven into Drew Estates and, and, and you saw a silhouette of him yeah. before you saw his actual picture, and, and they didn't know if that was even real, but he was the guy, you know? I feel and, like and he was somebody I talked to a lot of him yeah. and Jonathan Drew early on. Yeah. I feel like people maybe didn't think of him as like the representative, because like Jonathan was just so out there, like pushing the brand. He wasn't seen as like, he wasn't he was seen as like a cigar maker yeah, exactly, guy. He was more exactly. of a, which, which, you know, I mean, it was a brand thing, right? right I mean, exactly. Acid was his brand that they licensed in, sort of like, you know, Nike and Jordan or whatever. Exactly. Um, so. But I got to say this, yeah. everything you're saying, like, connects a lot with me because, you know, I get so defensive of the industry. You know, we've had podcasts where we've talked about FDA regulation. We've talked about certain people who we can't get into in this industry. I'm sure you've seen some of the hubbub the past few weeks. Um, and I get very defensive of the industry because that's the experience I've had is like, this is just the one place where everybody's this cool. Is, this is, yeah. Like everyone's is, fine. Like when you come in, you don't add, no, there's listen, no, like everyone is so just. So it's, it's, it's a family, right? Yeah. It's a family. And I come from a big family. My mom's the oldest of 12 kids. I got a gazillion cousins and, but you know, big family. It's my family. But listen. Even within my family, there's some shit birds, exactly. right? Like, like so, 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 yeah. This is our industry. It's a great industry, but yeah, it's not going to be perfect, right? Yeah. You don't expect it to be. I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a a, a sub sort of culture uh, within the U.S. And it's a, it's a subculture that 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 maybe skews more fraternal, and that you know we share a love for cigars, so. Um, we approach each other with a, a little bit more empathy and understanding and openness, right. but still, they, it's not going to be perfect, and we shouldn't expect it no. to be. But that can't be an indictment on the industry, right. which which is which is uh, 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 en masse just more inclusive and more um, you know uh, uh, encouraging than 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 most industries. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, if there was if there should have been any barriers to entry for anybody when I came in. It, it would have been me, right? I mean, I had no, I had no family history in the business. Right. Uh, uh, I didn't work at a cigar shop and gain experience that way. Um, I wasn't any, you know, known, uh, um, you know, sports personality, music. Like there was no reason for, for people for, to go into business with you. For, yeah, right. and, and not even that. I mean, just bend over backwards to help me, which the Placentias did at the time. Like, like I mean, so much so, like, like, like I'm, I'm touched to this day about for some of the, some of the, the things they did me. And, and Dave Blanco. I mean, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't uh, uh, necessarily. I have a lot of interaction today, but you know, um, you know, he, he, he was the guy that invited me down. Right. right. And, um, and you need, listen, you need advocates in this business. You need, uh, uh, you know, people to, to help kind of walk you through the landmines and, 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 and help speak up for you or, or help put in a good word for you with key retailers and so forth. And there's been countless people for me, uh, throughout the years that have done that. And, uh, and again, I was just, you know, some random black guy who wanted to make cigars and 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 I got exponentially more help than I got hindrances from anybody. So that's a, yeah. that's an amazing story. Do you do yeah. you find yourself wanting to be an advocate for others now? Is there are there people that yeah, you yeah, have kind of not, shepherded in? You know, and it's not I sort of look up and, I, we, and you, you kind of talk about the legend thing. Like, like I realized that I, w I was I was I'm not going to say old, but I had been in this business a long time when 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 some of the younger uh, cigar makers. I want to say younger. I guess newer cigar makers mm. would come up, and uh, and they're talking to me and and whatever. And I, and I, I mean, I I have. I'm not exaggerating when I say I get, I get messages and texts uh, on a daily basis from a number of different people. Because as I meet people, um, you know, even you know, if there's people I'm trying to talk out of getting into the cigar, because you meet say, <laughs> oh, I want to start my cigar line. I was like, no, you uh, don't. Yeah, yeah, right. It's... So so and so I, I give my number out probably way more than I should. But um, <laughs> listen, if I could, if I could, if I could help someone um you know i don't have the answers i don't even pretend that i have all the answers i have the mistakes that i've made and it, that can be just as valuable if you can avoid those and, right. and i would say like i can't tell somebody what to do what not to do what's going to work that, especially now because so when i started you know you, you there was no social media right. uh, cigar uh brands didn't sell direct to consumer like it, it was it's a different world now so i can't tell you what's going to work or what's not going to work i can tell you some things i did that didn't work um, and some things I, I did that were effective, take from it what you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 
you know, reach out and, and, and help anybody I, I can to to whatever degree I can based on, you know, the time and whatever. Right. But um, I spend a lot of time uh, messaging, talking to people and whatever I, I absolutely do. And that's irrespective of color. And, and that's, and that's yeah. great that, that you're kind of, you know, that I always try to do that, you know, pay it forward kind of thing is, you know, there was a lot of people who really advocated for me, especially when we really started doing mm -hmm. the whole media thing, you mm -hmm. know, manufacturers who really believed in us and gave us a lot of content from the beginning. And now like, I, I make sure to take care of them. And also anybody who's new, who I like their product, I give them a shot on here. It's like, we'll, 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 we'll get you on the you show. I mean? We'll, we'll, Man, we'll, you know, like you, you, I'm going to, the way you, you, you people believed to. in me, I'm going to believe in you. You have to, you have exactly. to, I mean, especially in, in the position that you guys are in, it's not like, um, you know, you can blast out cigar, uh, content or tobacco content to, uh, you know, any media that you want. So if you guys have a microphone here, you have a platform and, 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 you know, and self-serving, it helps you guys to, yeah. to be the people to bring fresh new uh, cigars and content to, uh, to, to, to the cigar Listen, At the community. end of the day, I, I got to look good. So as long as, but I make you sure. You look great, I, by the way. He dropped bad. 70 pounds. 70 stop, pounds. Stop. You looking great. Like he, dropped, you he, always, he lost you a Shetland pony. You always, you, you always looked good. I haven't dropped 70 pounds, though. That's, that's uh, impressive. Yeah, but like you didn't need to. I needed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you, didn't, you, didn't seem like, you didn't seem like you had 70 pounds. Uh, no, it was, it was all right here and in my face. Like my arms have stayed the exact same. My legs have stayed the same. It was all well, like, right here. you do something here. about that. I mean, uh, <laughs> man, I'm, 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 I'm going to the, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, you look great, man. I just did a half marathon in November and I'm actually really? Yeah, I did the Rocky run in Philly. For what reason? Like, was somebody my chasing brother, you? My brother, not my, my brother, <laughs> my brother's, a, uh, he's in the Air Force. He's like a marathon runner. And he was like, you should do this. And I'm like, why? He's like, because if you can get up every morning and do something you absolutely hate for no reason, there's nothing that you can't do. For no good do. reason. There's, like, no, yeah. there's no good reason yeah, to run like, 26 like, miles. It's not like your doctor said you're going to drop dead if you don't start running. Like, there's no reason for you to do it. Yeah. But if you can wake up every morning and go run six miles, seven miles, and hate it, but still do it. There's nothing you can't do because if there's something you have to do in life that might have obstacles to it, well, I have to do this. I didn't need to do this, and I still did it. Yeah, this thing, yeah. I it'll drive you forward, knowing yeah. I ran 13 miles for no freaking reason. I can do this thing to help my career to help, like you know what I mean. So since you checked that off the list, is it going to be a thing now? You're going to be a half marathon guy or a marathon guy? I think guy? so, but only I'm going to do different ones because like the medals you get are really cool. So I'm gonna. I think want, I'm gonna do. I'm doing, I'm doing one in September. I'll give you a gold star, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one in September that's through. Um, it's a it's a half marathon through Amish country, and the medal you get at the end is a horseshoe that they make for you. That the Amish community actually uh, bends out like a horseshoe specifically for your medal. Like for everybody that finishes. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of horseshoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, I mean, you pay. You got to pay. It's like a hundred dollars to enter. So like, I don't know how much how many how much horseshoes are going for these days, but I I just I don't get it. I don't, I, I, I don't get it while I'm doing it. And then when I cross the finish line, I'm like, all right, I feel like I did something. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to explain. I, I, I did feel like a great sense of yeah. accomplishment when I cross, but I was, I remember being in the middle of it. I'm like mile seven and my, my brother's not breaking a sweat by the way. Cause he's keeping pace with me. Yeah. He does this all the time. Yeah. He's, I don't even, he's not breathing heavy. I wasn't really breathing heavy, but my legs were shot. It's like mile seven or eight. I've been training for a few months and I'm like, why? I have no reason to be here. Why? I'm never doing this again. Uh, I don't know why. You already he talked me about now nah, you're going to do it. You want to get horseshoe medals and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. Man, Cause I, I did it. And I'm like, I did it. Like I didn't die. Uh, I actually like my last quarter mile, like I basically sprinted because I want to get like that photo finish. I'm like, ah, I, can, I can do this again. I think. I'm sure you can. You know what I mean? Sure so it was it was a very weird. You, you know, you know, the, you know, marathon. You know, came from uh, from Greece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who did it, he did it one time, and, and he died. And, 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 <laughs> right, and, and, and that's because he had to, because he had to warn yeah. people about impending doom. Yeah. Right. So there's a, there's a great meme. It's like it's yeah. the biggest like. Like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, they're just making fun of that. Every marathon is making fun of that guy. Like, Ugh. how do we honor that guy? Is we run 26 and miles and we don't die. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how we're just showing this guy up every single yeah. time. Yeah. But well, no, good. It's, good it's for a, you, man. I good appreciate you. that. You Thank great. you. you Thank great. you. You look great. So let's talk about this amazing brand here. And also, I specifically want to talk about the work that you've done or that's been done under your tenure. I'm guessing a lot of it that you've mm -hmm. done. Because, I, you know, I'm I'm... I'm as honest on this show as I, as you know, the bosses let me be, but I, I've been critical, um, in my youth, I'll say during my time in the retail store, um, of both Altidus and general kind of at that time, 
Listen, they were you, making you, cigars. I can't get mad because you speak you speaking against the bosses as well. So yeah, well, listen, and, but they I've I've given them so much credit for what they've achieved in the past yeah. few years, and it's not even their fault. At the time, this is you know two thousand nine, two thousand ten. The Pete Johnsons were they were getting their engines revved. The Crown Heads, like those kind of companies, CAO. I think you know was I think they may have just got bought out or by you guys. They were they were like that industry was it was there, it was present, but it was still like bubbling underneath. General and Altus at the time, they were making cigars for the consumers of the day. So I can't blame them for that. People were buying, they were buying the H. Upman legacies mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I, I was always critical of just because I'm like, oh, man, I feel like these are big Cuban brands. Like they should be doing not crazier stuff in terms of marketing, but like they should, you know, more intense blends, more complexity that I'm seeing in these, in these kind of, you know, micro brands at the time. Mm -hmm. The past six, six, seven years, there has been a, almost my entire time in the corporate office. There has been a huge turnaround for what, what, what I think is is actually called heritage brands. That's that's at least what I call mm -hmm. them. Um, La Gloria, Cohiba, you know, uh, CAO, you know, under H Upman, Monte Cristo, H uh, Upman especially. I think it's had a huge turnaround. But Cohiba has uh, has gone under your tenure from a brand that I thought was like. It's a big name. If we put it in a sampler, it'll sell because it's a Cohiba. It's a Cohiba name. It's a you know, it's like that. To like what I want to say, like reclaiming the Cohiba essence. You know, the Cohiba essence that is so predominant in the in the Cuban version of it. Yeah. You know, with with the Bahiki and like this aura. You have brought that back, and not just with things like the you said I and I did your yeah. team you and your team yeah, and your company yeah, have brought right, that back right. and not just in something like the specter which you know is this crazy you know hundred dollar age thing but in almost every level every every Cohiba brand that's coming to market tell us a little bit about your early experiences with Cohiba and like what kind of fostered this this change in, in how this brand is being produced now so when you say my early experience with Cohiba, you mean it from a consumer standpoint? Or, yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with um, you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was like most. Um, you know, I, I smoked uh, certainly not on a regular basis, but I had experience with Cohiba, um, like uh, like most consumers had. Primarily, uh, prior to me coming on board, honestly, was was the red dot and, uh, and the black. Um, and the black early on was, you know, um, a good Maduro. Yes. To, 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 to go to, especially, uh, you know, looking back to when it was released. I mean, the, 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 the overall uh, landscape of consumers now is a little bit different. Um, but that, that was probably my, the, my, my predominant experience, um, you know, prior to coming on board. And then when com coming on board, I was, I was exposed to things I had never, like I had ever, never had a Cohiba Nicaragua before I'd come on board. Mm. And clearly it, it had been released, but it's one of those things right. it wasn't, uh, um, the, the, the availability of it was, was just, I guess, kind of spotty or something as far as points of sale. I just, you know, and that was one I, I gravitated to early on because, you know, for me, you know, most of my background in cigar making was Nicaragua, Nicaraguan tobacco. So it was like, oh, Cohiba Nicaragua, like, wow. So I love that early on. Um, the Cohiba XV was, this, was actually a line that had been sunsetted right before I got on board, but there was still some in inventory. I would smoke those. And, and that was, that was kind of my first sort of, um, experience with, uh, some of the fuller expressions of Cohiba. Right. Um, you know, so it was great to kind of see, okay, well, you know, they've dabbled in this space. Right. And, uh, and the black at the time was a full body cigar, right. When it first, it's, it's strange how, yeah, how yeah, that, yeah. that you see that shift in, in the industry, not, not not maybe not industry, but like in in terms of the customer base and the consumer. Whereas you know, 10, 11 years ago, that was considered like, oh, this is a this is a full body yeah, cigar. Yeah, and yeah. now, what, I would classify that as mellow to medium. medium. It's, it's a medium body, which 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 for me, uh, uh, in 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 the, in the overall range of 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 the lines, it's a good thing to have a mm -hmm. medium body Maduro that a guy can smoke a Maduro and it's not going to knock his head off, right? Exactly. You know, black coffee, bit of chocolate, rich smoke, but medium body. Um, so. Um, it was kind of good to sort of see that you know the 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 Nicaragua sort of pushed the the the, the body right. of the lineup. Um, so it's like, all right, well, cool. They've dabbled in this space, um, and 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 for me, uh, my whole thing was I just wanted more influence. Uh, and 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 listen, and this the 
the Cameroon we got is second to none. Uh, the broadleaf we got is second to none. Political bond or signature uh, uh, leaf within all the, the Cohibas. Incredible tobacco, but the one glaring spot that was missing overall was Nicaraguan influence. Mm. And that wasn't like a hard thing to do necessarily. It's just, okay, we have all the tobacco in the world available. Like right. it's like you can't, it's just like, and it was amazing. I was like floored when I first went into the first facility that, that, that they brought me to where we stored tobacco. And it was like, it was like the size of a, a small uh, basketball gymnasium, like wow. filled to the top with tobacco. And I'm like, okay, this is like, it's going to be crazy. Right. So um, we got factories in, in different locales, a factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, mm -hmm. the smallest of the general cigars factories. That's the, is that the newest one? No, yeah. that's, that's the older, that's that, the that, older. that, that, that came about during uh, the CAO and Tarano, oh, okay. Tarano factory. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so the smaller, the smallest of, of the factories. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, where most of the, the, the uh, Cohibas are made are in Santiago. Mm. Um, but then for the first time in 2020, we made a Cohiba uh, in Donley, Honduras, which is the largest uh, cigar factory. Uh, um, it's, 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 it's a debate whether or not it's, it's Hatso or La Ravana, um, but, but, but those are the two largest cigar yeah. factories in the world. And uh, kind of like debate between Hartsville and, and uh, O'Hare. Like yeah, exactly. What, what, what's the bigger so, one? So, yeah, so, so it doesn't matter. So, right. um, so we have... Manufacturing facilities in, 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 in all the regions that count, we have tobacco from all over the world. So it wasn't like it was a hard thing. It wasn't a heavy lift to sort of add to the profile and round things out a little bit. So that's been, uh, uh, if there's a big thing that, that you know, um, I really wanted to focus on was just adding more of that to the mix. I mean, the cigar that we smoke in Connecticut, um, you know, has beautiful Jalapa, Nicaragua, Lijero, um, uh, Brazilian Matafina, San Andreas. So you got a lot of a lot of a lot of complexity, but yeah, it's just, not, just like not adding more to the mix, man. So yeah. that, that must have been kind of a, a weight off your shoulders when you kind of get you know get to this location and you're starting to like kind of work on blends and you're like, oh, uh, thank God, I don't have to like build this from the ground up. They have all the tobacco. I, I was need I was never worried with. about that. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, I knew if for some stroke of whatever they didn't have some eyeball tobacco i mean it it's it's general cigar they could get so they, i was i was never my biggest worry was 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 um how would i guess um my ideas be received internally like and you never and for me you know having been a, a a small independent brand like to walk into a corporate culture of, of sorts. There's always, you know, different sort of factions at play, and sometimes that battle. Yeah, and it's very, it's very um, weird in the cigar industry when you come from like a consumer, like when you're very yeah, industry yeah. oriented, and then you have to balance that with like what is still basically a corporate culture. It is, yeah, it is very. Yeah, yeah. Even very though in cigar culture, I mean, I, yeah. I work, you know, phone company and pharmaceuticals. Those are big corporate. Yeah. So this is different, but still, from a from a cigar perspective, I mean, your company and, and my company are they're the biggest. Baddest boys on the block. Right. So, um, so you know, there's always politics involved, and 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 then I'm walking in. It's like, okay, well, this is Cohiba, and Cohiba's been doing fine. Like whether people think that you know maybe it wasn't uh, you know the growth necessarily wasn't there, or maybe it was it was a a, a little um, had gotten a little sedentary, so mm. to speak. Regardless of that, it's still Cohiba, right? Like, right. and so, so I'm going to come in, and they're like, well, who's this dude? Like. Like suggesting what we should do, so I was kind of worried more about that and um, more internally than 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 how the consumers would respond. Because I feel like you know if you put good product out out there and you go out and you touch the consumer, interact and 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 and, and support your retailers, the other stuff that that part would come right. along. But I just didn't know like how I would fit or what influence I would have sort of in, in inside the machine. Um, and the the biggest thing to my uh, surprise uh, in a pleasant way was just like you know everybody from 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 Regis down to uh uh Jonas who who who, who was the, the the head man of all of our cigar production are like have at it like like let's just let's just swing for the fences and when and they tell you that when they tell you that it's like you've hit several home runs with that listen man I I, I, I just get us on base and, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen a little a, a double in the bottom of the ninth is still important but you're you're yeah. you're hitting home runs John no, I um, so that. I gotta say I know that it's not something I want to focus too much on because it is a very limited one and, and I I imagine mm -hmm. it's important for you guys from one aspect but in terms of a mass sales aspect it's not a large portion of your portfolio but 
I feel like the Spectre was a game changer. It was. I, I, An absolute I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the the most recent one, the 2021. I know it's, I, I you know, I think some of the the Casa stores are going to have it, but I, it's just such an important cigar, especially for the kind of lineage of Cohiba that I, and I know it's probably a very personal project for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, obviously uh, released end of last year, it was uh, the third installment. Um and it was it was just as well received. Um, you know, it gets tricky every year. Um, you know, to, to do Spectre because every year it's 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 unicorn stuff, right? right. So, um, so it gets tricky. Um, but last year's was uh, was was great because we still had some holdover uh, uh, tobacco from um, you know the the Esteli Sherry Barrel Age tobacco. Of course, the Political Bono. We didn't have any more than nineteen ninety five Political Bono yeah. that we had in the first. Um, but well aged political bono, uh the 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 approach with the uh the 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 broadleaf wrapper, um six year age and, and so we it it's always a great um um and frustrating and 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 scary uh process of pulling it together, <clears throat> of which we're you know getting ready for this year's. Um just find a tobacco that's gonna, you know, make this cigar special or what we think is special. Um, and then you have to do it in a certain time frame because then it goes to another process as far as what all specters go through, as far as being Asian cedar, every single cigar is draw tested. So uh, like literally everybody says that, but you can do that with specter. It's only two rollers and every cigar is draw tested. Then they're recapped. They have to age. So it takes a little bit more time, um, but it's always tricky. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect that we'd be doing specter as a yearly thing. When we first did it, I thought right. it was you know, the first one was the only one I was thinking about. Then okay, we will do the second one, and uh, we have this thing internally, like like uh, uh, um, you know, from what I understood early on, that when they do special projects, they want to maybe do them in 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 three you know three, three, uh, three consecutive first. years. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, well, cool, well, you know, and but last year was like, hey, you know. Do Inspector get next year? I'm thinking, really? What? Uh, well, I need time <laughs> so, now. I so then I'm, I'm, I'm calling stuff. Ernest, uh, Ernest Gojak, which he's our. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I interviewed uh, Ernest during the during the pandemic. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. interesting conversation. Oh my god, very very interesting. Me, Fascinating. Listen to me. Listen to yeah. me. I, I I can have a ten minute conversation with him on the phone, and I learn something. Yeah. Like, like so. So and he's a guy. He knows where all the all the tobacco is tucked away. I mean, it's to a degree. And if he doesn't, he knows where to find it. So. So we go to the earnest. Before it was like I just I stumbled over this bell in 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 Lisa Dominican Republic, and that kind of started the process and and pulled it together. But now it's to the point where like, okay, well, what do we have? What, what year is this from? Like, what's the, you know? So, which is a which is a cool process because it's like I'm thinking like, okay, well, well, we don't have anything else that's really really. And he's like, no, we got this. It's like so. Um, yeah, so he's, he's always finding the, uh, the the newest one. I was always well, not even the there. newest one. It's the oldest one. The oldest one. Like, like that's I, 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 like for the, the newest blend. Yeah, he's finding yeah, it, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he knows. I mean, like, listen, he's he's one of those guys. Like, 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 knock on wood, pray. Like, <laughs> there's so much institutional institutional knowledge that would leave right. if Ernest decided that he, he's ready to retire or something. Um, and you know, he has to offload that stuff at some right. point to people. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun process. So I like how you, a majority of the time we've been talking about that you focus on the blend because that's what I feel is obviously the 100% the most important mm -hmm. aspect of a cigar is you have to have the blend right. Mm -hmm. But I want to say to the consumer, maybe to the media, to the masses, besides having a great blend, it's been very highly, you know, I don't, I didn't see any reviews for the latest one, but I know the second one, which is the one I smoked, phenomenal reviews. You guys are also... Packaging of the year award for that yeah, every yeah. year. Now this year yeah. we caught up to you with our 50th sampler. We got in there with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Spectre, and I feel like I don't know if you were going for this, but how I feel, especially when you see when they have like the, the Havana Cigar Festival and they're auctioning off these crazy Cohiba humidors. Yeah. When you look at the Spectre humidor, I get that vibe. Like, oh, that's that's Cohiba right there. Is like this it, listen, man, modern, I mean, interesting artwork packaging, and it's not cheesy it's not like oh it has a bunch of like drawers but they're all crappily it's beautifully constructed it looks like you. something you. out of a spaceship thank but you. it's 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 that, beautifully that, done. that that is that is a uh that's a dawning process too to mm. to come up with it because now it's like yeah okay because now it's real pressure you want packaging right. of the year for like so like, what else is next so not uh, I, I said it uh i've said it before but uh, this year like I really have no idea what we're gonna do after this year. Like I'm like this year is gonna be like gangster. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm I'm stoked. I'm really excited about it. But then it's like 
And we've talked about it. Like, so what do we do next? Like, 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 do we do something sort of counterintuitive and go more, more, more simplistic or whatever? Because you don't want it to be where it's like you know a, a gazillion moving parts. Right. But the reality is, I mean, like somebody's dropping pretty nice coin for these for these cigars, right? right. And, well, and, how many? And how many are in a box? Ten. Ten to a box. I mean, and you're talking yeah, so that's, that's a, talking you know buck twenty each yeah. for more more or less. So the cigars have to be good, but also the, the the packaging should be a statement. It should be a keepsake. You know, we have. A number of consumers now that have bought every one, and they got the they keep the the, the package, the releases of you know the packaging, and they display them in in their man caves or houses or whatever. So um, it should be something that people want to hold on to, man. So yeah, no, you got to do it. I think it definitely would be, and if. Uh if our store has any uh, left over, I might go steal. <laughs> so uh, I doubt that they would just let me have the empty box. They'd probably still sell it off because it's, it's one of those boxes that it's, it's like people who and buy. And I've seen that too. Like, yeah. and I've encouraged, I'm mean, honest, I've encouraged some stores like, 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 so how do you decide, like, who gets the box? Is it, is it just the last lucky person that buys the last cigar? They get the packaging. Like, I, 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 I think, Maybe most stores, I mean, not by much, but certainly better than half the stores sell the whole box. I was going to say, how being like the creative mind behind this, how would you rather see that cigar sold? I'd rather the the whole thing sold as one. Because you don't get the same experience. If you're going home with the tube, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you got it. But it's just not the same. Yeah, right? like you're going to put them in your humidor with like everything else. It's like, no, the the reason they're so expensive is obviously the cigar is amazing. So like yeah. you're not getting gypped on that. But it's the experience of the whole the whole mm-hmm. setup is kind of uh, yeah. is kind yeah, of like where, think, where your money is going. And people will pay for an experience. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's a special keepsake. So right. I, I that that would be my preference. But of course, I mean, you got to sell them how, how you sell them. And you want everybody to have a, uh, not everybody, but you want, you want the this masses is, to have the ability to to to, 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 to purchase. So I one. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so if I'd, my druthers is I'd sell it as a set. Right. So. Well, obviously you're going to want everything to be sold in the box. Well, it doesn't matter. Once we sold them, it's, it's like yeah. it's not like I'm, I don't get you know not me. Right. We don't get any more money once it sells to the consumer. So it's not we've made our money once once the retailer right. brings it in. But I'm saying from a retail standpoint, I mean, if it was me, I'd I'd I'd, I'd be more inclined to try to sell it. As, as sell a box. the whole box. Yeah. So another very interesting and highly reviewed brand that you guys have come out with in the past, uh, I th- want to say it came out last year is when the first one released, is the M. Serie M. Serie yeah, M. Yeah. Again, whereas the Spectre was a game changer for certain aspects, especially, like I said, the incredible high-end aspect, the the not callback, but like I said, that Cuban influence of like these, you know, art piece, human, like the whole, that whole aspect Whereas the Series M is your, by going to Titan de Bronze, is you're tapping into a completely different demographic of cigar smokers that maybe don't typically go for a, a big brand like mm-hmm. an Altidus or a Gen, you know, like, like a Monte Cristo or a Cohiba. So whose idea, that had to have come from you. Because you're, you're like in that corporate office, I see you as a guy being like, Titan de Bronze, like I know, like I know what they so, can do. So, 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 um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I had the idea um um and uh I I I brought this idea up this is this is must must have been 2018 um with the team we had in place in marketing at the time and uh it was kind of we talked about it kicked it around and and it didn't go anywhere and then randomly um I'm driving one night in Atlanta and I get a call from uh, from uh, our senior VP of marketing, and I, I don't remember even have, ever having this conversation with them. And the person that was the the senior brand guy at the time had le- had left the company, who I had the conversation with years before that. Called and he's like, "You know the you know the people at Titan the Browns." I was like, uh, "Yeah, like family, like literally." And he's right. like, uh, "You think they'll do something with us?" I was thinking, uh, I'm saying to myself. I brought this idea up, like, but okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah I think so, right? Because, right, yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I can yeah. convince them. I mean, because I had already, this yeah, is you like, know I, the whole plan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Let's see what we um, can so that, That's kind of how I started. So I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, uh, if the idea sort of floated and and and, and it hit and, that and level, he, and, he, and, and they came, came back, back to you? Like, yeah. as if it was someone else's right. idea but i'm just glad the idea was there in in the in the in the in the, in the ether right so to speak. that's because that that's a that's yeah. a cigar smokers choice like that's yeah. not some that's not like a corporate guy that like they might not even know about titan de bronze well they, they, if they if they didn't they they, they would have known um you know they 
Titan hit hit a lot of people's radar with with the Drew Estate stuff, right? right? So, but uh, yeah, so but yeah, I mean, they wouldn't know even if you know of the name, you don't really get it unless you're actually like you've been there. And, and I've been there, yeah, and I've yeah. been to how many cigar factories? Tons. I've been to Altadis's factory, my father factory, mm-hmm. Placencia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, AJ's mm-hmm. a few times. That is a really different experience. It's first of all, it's super. Fun. It's amazing, but it's, it's just. It, 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 and I made cigars with them for years, right? Yeah. I mean, I was there when 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 the place was literally half the size it is now. Like, like I don't like, even know how that's like, possible. That's that's just two like, guys like, like, in a like, closet. When, it's mind boggling to think that that um, that they do what they do now, but it's it's just it fries your brain. And I was there experiencing. It. I mean, I was in the back. Me, you know, me, Willie, and Ernie Padilla, like. Passing a cigar around like a joint working on blends like in 2010, right? right? And it was like literally. I remember when they they got the, I think it was next door, like a, a cell phone accessories place, whatever, it was next door. And and they leased the space and knocked it out and doubled the size of the place. So picture, like, cause you got all that uh storage and and packaging on one side, whatever. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was in like Literally, like it's. It, I don't think and about it now. Like, how Willie do we do anything? Around. How did Willie even fit in that place? No, me, me and yeah, Willie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Willie's there every day. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's. I, I'm thinking about. I don't know how we did it, man. And we all sit back at the. T- I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I think about it now. It's just my. A cell phone accessory store makes sense because when when you walk in there now, where they kind of sell some of the brands that they have, they have like these little you know, little packs of of like some of yeah, their, yeah. their home stuff. It's in this like glass case up front that like resembles like kind of like a like what an AT and T store would have. <laughs> so it makes sense, but it's also like the the neighborhood it's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's in Little Havana. It, it's 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 uniquely authentic. Yeah, man. like it's like there's no yeah. Maybe but. you'll know because I I forgot to ask them when I was there, but I think across the street there I, it was closed at the time because we went early in the morning but there was a building that had the la gloria oh that that's the old la gloria yeah it, it's it, uh, what is, is that is that that's the old el, el uh, credito that's the old, the, the, that's the old that's, that's la gloria fact that's his old nobody does anything there anymore it, it, so general owned that for years you know okay, yeah. and um uh, as far as i know we don't own the the real estate anymore but but uh eventually closed it down it was still making cigars there for a while and now it's a cigar shop um caesar it's okay. uh, um, it's called Little Havana, Little Havana Boutique or something, but it's it's yeah. actually a cigar shop. I was gonna say, yeah. I don't, I can't feel, I feel like it like wouldn't be a, a restaurant. That yeah, no, left, it's, left it's, that it's, mural it is there. a cigar shop, but it but that was that was uh, 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 Ernesto Carrillo's factory right there. Wow. Yeah, uh, I mean, eight, that, that's eight eleven, man. Yeah, uh, what, Miami, what, what Miami year, 811. What year did he sell to to John? Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I just smoked the first cigar in two thousand five, and I think yeah. he was in the nineties. I think when uh, yeah. When said, so, yeah, yeah, because I I think I had gotten some like original Ernesto like La Gloria's when I first started mm-hmm. in like two thousand eight two thousand nine, but they were already like ten years old at that mm-hmm. point. Like he would he had, I think he had already he was still making them for. Um, for you guys, I think when I started, maybe I don't know. It's time yeah. I get a little shifty, but that factory is just that is is so unique. It has such a charm to it, but it's also it's not like some dog and pony show. It's like oh yeah, no. we just do this because like you know you bring a no, camera yeah, it's, here. It's, it's, it's not it's, it's not it's not it's not a tourist trap. Yeah, I mean they're, they're pumping out yeah. great cigars. Yeah, you saw. I think uh, so. It's crazy. So the the Serie M got uh, in Cigar Lovers Magazine, which is a big publication in Europe, mm. got like Cigar of the Year. Wow. Uh and 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 here with Half Wheel got like a ninety-three, which in Half Wheel, that's like getting like hundred and three. Right. So uh, so uh so the cigar is 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 you know very, very well received, as are you know, countless cigars that 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 they produce. So did you find it difficult to kind of balance, you know, no, again, I don't like using the word boutique, but we'll we'll use boutique. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, use we, that, that word. The, the kind of boutique blends that El Titan is is known to do and balancing that with the the kind of wider appeal that a Cohiba needs. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, not at all. Um, I, I, I think, because uh, it's not like um, the stuff that comes out of Titan. When when I think wider appeal uh, is something that has wide appeal, the only thing I'm thinking that that really needs to be governed is 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 the strength. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want a, a novice smoker to, 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 to get his head you know, uh, buzzed or whatever right. and, and whatever. So, uh, so that's the only thing that, 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 you know, I think about guarding against when it comes to a, a wide, uh, uh, audience. So from there, it's just, you know, 
getting into into the tobacco. And that's that's that that's the I'm not gonna say easier part, but that's the the more fun part and the part that you less uh, tepid about, you know what I mean? So how did the tobacco situation work? Did you guys source it and you send it to them or they, they, no, they do no, everything no, the on whole, their own? The they, whole, they find out. So their... we do have Polito Cabano in, right. in the blend, but it's their Polito Cabano. Okay. Um, it's not, we didn't send it down from, from, uh, from, uh, our, uh, our facilities. Um, but no, we wanted it to be, you know, um, something true to, to sort of their, their profile in, in a sense. Um, so yeah, and that was the, the great part, you know, especially for me having, you know, uh, you know, made some great cigars there o- over the years, uh, uh, personally. So for, it was, for me, it was just kind of going back to, to like the old way we used to do things. Right. Right. Uh, with, 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 the, with the much bigger, uh, bucket of resources. Yeah. So it's, it's so cool. Cause it is. And if anyone, ha- I'm not trying to plug my own stuff here, but if anyone hasn't seen my interview with Willie and the tour we did there, please watch it. It's this beautiful snapshot of what it was like, like what a majority of the yeah. American cigar market was for so long is like these kind of, and they were all over. They were obviously Miami, Tampa, New York city had a lot mm-hmm. of them. Um, this is what, the industry kind of looked like in the U S for so long. And do you feel, cause I, I did ask them this when I was there, obviously it's great. They, they got a spotlight put on them and like every, you know, a kind of wider recognition, but does it also make you mad? Like, you know how, like when you have a restaurant that you love and then somebody posts it on Instagram and now everyone's going Everybody's to that restaurant you're like, God damn it, now I can't yeah, get my yeah, gyro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah, kind yeah. of have that feeling that now everyone wants to kind of flock there? Uh, honestly, I had that feeling a long time ago. Yeah. Right? Could we, be, be before, I mean, cause you know, I mean, I was there uh, pre La Polina. Oh wow! So you know, it was. I forgot they were La Polina. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you're talking, you're talking 2010. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pre pre Willie and Drew Estates and whatever, and uh, so so you know, so so yeah, you're 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 happy for the family in the factory, um, but then you're like. Yeah, man, all right, you know, all right. <laughs> they were, they were, and they treated us like I had never. I, I've obviously met Willie a few times. I had never met anybody else there. I never met his wife or or mother in law. They brought us in the back. They oh get, no, listen, set up listen, with, listen. We filmed for about forty minutes, and then we sat in the back golden. smoking and talking for two hours. Golden, golden. Oh my god, golden. they were so golden. nice. And I was yeah, looking no, at me. I'm not some yeah, like I'm just some yeah. jabroni from New Jersey. <laughs> they couldn't have treated me. It, 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 does, it does it. I, I've never seen them. Just I mean anybody that comes in from. Uh, a nondescript consumer to a cigar maker to me, like everybody, like, like they're just, uh, they don't know how to be any other way, man. It's, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. wonderful thing. What yeah. is, what is series M? I'm, I'm sure I've probably read this, but what, what is just oh, from Miami? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Sean. Oh, uh, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> listen, we thought long and hard about like, uh, <laughs> so it was like Miami series, which you can see, you know, it's like series M. Yeah. Just real simple. And tell us about this new size that's coming out. Corona Gorda. So this is, all, is that's like an old Cuban-esque Miami yeah, size. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great yeah. size. This is, this is all about uh, uh, getting more into really accentuating the wrapper and and uh, a little bit more intensity of flavor. Um, but yeah, great cigar, man. Just the, the the room note, the aroma is just like. Yeah. They gave me one when I was, I, I wish I had, got, I want to take a picture of it. I wish I had gotten so they're, it with they're the They were giving you our one. cigars? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm a big deal. Right? I get people it. people I give get me free it. stuff. They want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because we, we were talking about it, because um, it, it had just started getting a lot of. So we were down there in June. So there was a lot of buzz around mm-hmm. it. I don't think I I hadn't tried it yet. And we were sitting in the back, and I'm smoking. You know, Joe Grow is there from Drew because we were doing like a Drew Estate. It was like a Drew mm-hmm. Estate video that we mm-hmm. were doing, and we're talking, sitting with Willie. And then I just bring it up. You know, we were smoking Drew Estate cigars most of the day. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, I've been reading a lot about this series, and that must have been like a big deal for you guys. I'm like, oh, you got to try it. And they had like one that they had rolled, like you know, in the back oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, they they gave you yeah, one yeah. to smoke. It was unbanded. I was four minutes into this thing, and I'm like, man, he was going to be trouble. Like, I got to call my bosses over at Altonis. <laughs> no, like, they're man, coming no. for us. No, no, because that that cigar is trouble. It is. It is so. It is such a great combination of what makes Cohiba great, but also this kind of underground you know industry that has really been blossoming yeah, it's a great it's, combination of both such great complexity to it the the look of it first of all the rapper looked flawless the rapper's and then, amazing like yeah. i said i wish i had the band on it because i love that green i like 
a color that pops out like you don't normally you know see. i mean that was like a no-no years back like you didn't put you didn't use green on a cigar like you didn't green box green bands that was like like the only pr- people doing that years ago was uh was um um uh shit uh I'm trying to think the bronco it. the um uh jesus the reyes Remember? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the only green. Now there's a there's a few. Uh, oh, so there's a bunch of. So, so I mean, you got, you got the green, Macanudo, Macanudo and Toronto yeah, yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. not it's not taboo anymore. But I remember like, oh, you can't put a green band on a cigar. Like, was it like bad luck? Like, it's just <laughs> you just didn't do it. Speaking, yeah. of, I actually got a question for because it's it's kind of not really on the Cohiba, Connecticut, but we were doing one of our top fives the other day, and it was, we were doing top five Connecticut's for 2022, and I noticed all the cigars we had had some combination. What was it, uh, Chris? It was it was. White, red, and gold was on every one of the cigars. It was a Monte Cristo white. It was a Hoya de Nicaragua, Antonio, Connecticut. Every single one of them was uh, was white, gold, or red, and that was it. Those are the only three colors on five different cigars from five different manufacturers. That were Connecticut. Yeah, they're all Connecticut. The Henry Clay Warhawk. This was the the. And I'm like, is there? Do people obviously a Maduro? You always go with like a, I guess a darker color, but is that? You know what? And I don't. I, I, it, it may it may be one of those things that's subconscious. Maybe. Yeah. You know, you think a milder cigar, a lighter wrapper. Yeah. Do you when you're creating a blend? When you're working on a blend, do you think? Obviously, you're thinking of the creative aspect of it, the the band and how the box is going to look. But does the color ever play into in terms of like what the cigar is? Oh, we're doing. Like the as far as the packaging or yeah, as far as the packaging, like the darker a cigar, you got to have a darker band on it, or not really. I I don't even I don't even pretend that I that I that I I dabble in that. Like they, I I don't know that they even asked my like I didn't know what the cerium. That's not true. Cerium was was uh was was a fun process. So Connecticut was uh um I guess going back to the white on the Connecticut, Mm -hmm. um it was kind of easy to land on a white box based on the different colors that we had, right? Um and then. The Connecticut box was introducing the new packaging for the Cohibas. So it sort of, you know, it was introduced and then all the boxes started to take that shape and whatever with the new. Uh, so that was kind of a different thing that was already underway when I came on board. So Siri M was great because, you know, we went through a creative process and and, and, and I, I'm, I was involved in it, but they're, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll put stuff together and you kind of have a mood board and what we kind of wanted, like a, we wanted a Miami feel. Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to like you know club Miami like the boom yeah. boom. We wanted like more kind of uh, you know Fisher Island, uh, maybe even more old school kind of Great Gatsby ish kind of. Yeah, you don't want of, you don't want Miami Vice. Yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. yeah more 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 if if not Great Gatsby maybe more Rat Pack kind of like right. like like classic Miami. So right. so from that we we throw those kind of catch terms out and then uh, uh, our design team sort of put together this mood board. And you kind of walk through the process. Oh, I like that. Wait, you know, this liquor bottle and this and blah, 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 blah. And they came up with that sort of gold lattice, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and I didn't, I didn't, uh, going into it, we didn't think it was going to be green. But as I, as I recall, there was, uh, uh, some liquor packaging that was green that, that was kind of an inspiration. That looks pretty cool. And from there, man, they just, uh, and they throw these different concepts up. And it's kind of cool because they compete like, like Gooch and Nikki and Megan. And, 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 and they all have like, they all have their, their, they're, their they're, you, they're you feel bad because yeah. it's like, oh, it's like, I got to, you know, I like this one, but are the other two people going to be, gonna feel but bad. it's kind of yeah, cool, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird how much color, you know, like there's, there's probably like a whole psychology behind color and how it can like. There is. I don't yeah. know it, but there is like, yeah, like fast like, food places. Yeah. Like, like, like red like, makes you hungry or that's why McDonald's red, red does it. Red and yellow. Like, yeah, 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 red and yeah, yellow yeah, is like yeah, a combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling him, Chris, about the Connecticut's that we saw, they were all like white and, and white, gold and red. I guess yeah, the inference is that I think it just looks really nice with you. Like, you know, you have like this, the Cohiba, the white, the white label is really good. Like the white band. And I know Monte Cristo does that. But yeah, for the most part, you were saying red, white and it gold. Was red, red, everything was red, white and gold. Yeah. I think anything's fair play. I don't think anybody would be inclined to put a black band on a Connecticut, though. Something about that, I think. Because you, the smokers who smoke in Connecticut a lot of times are kind of novices. So you, wanna, you, to you want to be calming, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Sean, I'm going to... Uh, Final uh, few questions here. And these are just the kind of generic ones that I know everybody hates. We got to ask them. Um, first, I'm going to say so. Obviously, you guys have branched out and you've worked with you know a very unique uh, factory in El Titan de Bronze. Are there any plans for any other kind of? I don't want to call them collaborations. John Huber hates when I say collaborations, but any other collaborations like that? 
And if you don't have plans, is there somebody else you would be interested in working with on the Cohiba brand? Because I, I know anybody with a cigar factory love would love to work on a brand yeah, like um, this. We don't have anything teed up like that. I mean, and honestly, we have so much um, skill and, and, and opportunity still to explore within our own ecosystem, so, so to speak. I mean, we only make one cigar at Hatsa. Um, we only make one regular uh, production cigar in SLE. Um, you know, so, um, I haven't really have a chance, had a chance to stretch out within the, the production, you know, facilities that we have and really do some different stuff. Um, so, so yeah, there's no immediate plans for it. And it's a lot of moving parts right. when, when, right. when you, you, you integrate another factory and, and, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not as warm and fuzzy about that just because of the nature of the way we move as a brand and, and, uh, and, and some of the stuff we have, um, you know. Uh, you know, looking out as far as the brand partnerships, I mean, brand partnerships outside of cigars, the luxury brand partnerships, a lot of stuff that we do. Um, that's a, that's an element that I don't want to get too used to using right. outside factories and kind of integrating it. It's just, it's just, it's not you, something. Yeah, yeah, you have the facilities, you have the great tobacco. Yeah. Logistic yeah, wise, yeah, it's yeah. better, Tight, you know. For, for a number of reasons, like, like we just explored, Titan Bronze made a lot of sense, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that that I I see a reason to do uh, a whole lot of that. To be no, honest, that's that's you know, especially when you guys have the have the facilities that you guys do. Um, I could say like once in a while, like hey, this could be fun and interesting, but otherwise, like we're not going to make a regular thing of this. And lastly, so you mentioned that you're working on the Spectre now for 2022. Mm -hmm. um, any other big Cohiba that yeah, the so, size of the so, M? Anything else so, coming from Cohiba that we can look forward to? Uh, Weller. Uh, well, about well, Cohiba, uh, 20, amazing, by the way. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the 2023 release will be out. Uh, so it's going to be a, a busy spring and summer again. Of course, uh, Siri M will be shipping here in a few weeks. Weller will be out uh, this summer, which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, as opposed to that one, this release, we actually have uh, tobacco being aged in Weller 12 year barrel. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it's a broadleaf binder uh, sitting. Uh, Broadleaf broad in, in, yeah. in a bourbon barrel so, just gets up me all every the time. essence of that, uh, and 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 I was down in February and had a chance to uh, to 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 smoke them and take some back, and I'm really excited about that. So so it's going to be a busy year, um, you know, and, and we'll be looking to uh, to to do um, another full time release because uh, it's been good to do the special releases. I mean that 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 kind of takes the pressure off. You can really be creative and right. have fun, and consumer cause consumers like it. Um, but at some point, you know, we, we want to have something that's only going to live on the price sheet and live on the right. shelves. Yeah, you need that. Core so we're working line. on that for 2023. So that's the that's the that's the heaviest lift that we're working on. Any uh, any hints on what the is it going to be? Uh, Maduro? Any anything like nothing you can? I, 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 I can say with absolute certainty, I have no freaking idea. <laughs> <laughs> we we have. If a, there's we have one a, thing I know, it's yeah. nothing. <laughs> there's, it's 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 a, well, we 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 have some some possibles, but right. yeah, I mean. The rhyme or reason for them, we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So my my last question to you, Sean, and this is going to seem very like uh, I don't say Bukowski esque, but very kind of existential. From your time as a consumer to your time now, explain to the to our our listeners and to our our customers what does Cohiba mean to you, and what should it mean to them? What do you want the name Cohiba to espouse? Wow. Um... So what Cohiba means to me, man, it's, uh, uh, it's, um, so I remember, uh, the, the, the very first time I went to uh, Nicaragua, I was there for like five days and I knew two or three days into it, whatever, that I'd make cigars the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so what Cohiba means to me is, 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 is like the quintessential platform to do that. Um, you know, quintessential place for me to be as someone who's passionate about cigars and loves making cigars. And, um, and it just represents just, um, you know, just, just a, a great body of work to be a part of. Man. So, and for the consumer, uh, I hope, I hope, you know, they feel that I hope, I hope Cohiba, you know, we talk about cigars, you know, smoking experience. I want Cohiba to be an experience and not mm -hmm. just, uh, uh, you know, the leaves that make up the cigar. I mean, the cigar should be good, but I want them to understand the experience and, and understand what, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a special thing that we try to do. I mean, you're, you're in the business, you understand that people ask, Hey, what, why do these cigars come? It's time and material. Like, like, like we don't skimp on time. We got nothing but time. We take our time, age the tobacco, put, put it together, uh, 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 you know, with a lot of passion, a lot of love, 
Um, uh, but then the material, the actual tobacco that goes into it makes, uh, um, you know, makes it special as well. So, um, it's about an experience. That's why, you know, you know, that's why I'm here. Like right. I do events, I get out, I interact with people and, and, and it's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, all glitz and glamour. There's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff going on under the hood and, and, and I, I, I like having opportunities to talk to other cigar, cigar lovers about what we have going on under, under the hood. So. So for someone who's spending money on Cohiba, Cohiba, it, it's a cigar, but it's really a cigar experience. And hopefully I get to share that experience with them, you know, in person. That's and another that's great tagline. It's Cohiba, it's an experience. So, you guys should hire me. If you use these. You, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm copywriting them already, Sean. Sean, I, I always love talking to you. It is such, a, such an absolute me. pleasure. Yeah. I can't wait to get to talk to you again. But, you know, hopefully, maybe you know, in a few months, maybe you can bring some of your new stuff around. And we can, I, we can I, enjoy. I, I, I got to make sure I get some. I'm yeah. a, if I can't bring it, it's coming. It's coming on. Well, I got to take. That. I got to take care of you and the guys here. Man. But yeah. I, we appreciate that very much, Sean. We Thanks. appreciate you stopping by. Always Thanks a pleasure talking to you, everyone out there. Thank you so much for listening and watching whatever you're doing. And make sure to enjoy the finest cigars in the world, the Cohibas. Make sure to check them out at Jr. Cigars.